Do you ever feel like you're running a marathon in your leadership role? It can feel that way, especially this time of year as you approach the finish line. Even if you're not running physically, your mind is running all the time. But there are ways to step back from all that thinking and doing and focus on what's truly most important in your role. I'll talk about that. Stay tuned. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of CEO on the Go. I hope you're enjoying the Thanksgiving season. I'm trying to make the most of it. And that means doing some more traveling this time to spend some time with my family. So this is a short episode based on another recent trip that I've had. If you've been following my podcast for a while, you know that I enjoy sharing some of my travel experiences with you and uh, bringing those insights back to you. So the scene starts in New York City. It was this year's New York City Marathon that attracted over 50,000 runners. I was there to see my son, Connor, who was among all these runners. He was able to secure a spot in the marathon just a couple of months before and started training at kind of the last minute. So we knew it would be an interesting experience. My sister came with me this time, and she's one of the most fun travel partners for me to have. We had so much fun just taking in all the sights. When we got to the race, we finally found the perfect viewing spot near a tree on a small platform so that we could see all the runners going by. We were at 59th Street and 1st Avenue, which we understood was a prime spot to be seeing the runners come off of the Queensboro Bridge. And it was unseasonably warm in November. We could track Connor on the app. So it was really fun to see where he was on the route. Uh, and the crowd was just electric. Once we we saw the runners coming off the bridge, the crowd was just going crazy. We had chills just walking into that viewing area. It was so powerful. So Connor had just made his way over the Queensboro Bridge and was heading into this roaring crowd in Manhattan. We knew that he was close because we could see we could see him on the app, and and we had a little trouble finding him uh, in the crowd because there were so many people. But we did see him go by. He went right by us. He was on the right hand side, and and we could practically you know reach out and touch him. But he didn't even see us. He was so focused. He just blew past us. Never saw us. You know, and it's the same with people that are cheering you on too that you may not even be aware of. So after he missed seeing us there, we made our way to another viewing area around mile 25. We were now in Central Park, and he missed us there too. Once again, this time he was on the left-hand side where we were, and he ran right by us. (laughs) We tried to get a video of him. My sister actually got a good video, but I was so excited jumping up and down and screaming for him that I um, captured uh, treetops and hardly even got him in the video. But finally, he made it to the finish line. Even though we couldn't be there, we could see it on the app. And then we had to find him in the sea of people with blue capes, 50,000 people with blue capes all over New York. After the race, he told us he had a little problem during the run. He had dropped his driver's license and a credit card on the ground around mile 18 when he was taking his earbuds out of his fanny pack when he was running. Someone stopped him and said, hey, I think you dropped something. So he had to double back and pick up 
his driver's license and credit card on the road, like going against the runners. Can you imagine? So that's when the race changed for him. He lost momentum and couldn't get it back compared to his previous pace. And he also wasn't really hydrated enough and didn't know exactly where he was in the race, what the mileage was, what his time was. He didn't have on a watch. So he was just kind of talking to people along the way to figure out where he was. So you might think that I'm sharing insights about leading again and drawing parallels with your leadership journey, encouraging you to keep going and working through obstacles like Connor did. And there were definitely lots of analogies that I could create. But the real leadership lesson for today, at least, doesn't put you in the marathon runner role. Instead, consider yourself as someone who stands out in the crowd supporting the runners by doing something generous and something a little unexpected. You know, one of the standout moments was when people around us were struggling to see their person running in the race. So we asked, you know, who their person was, the people around us, we would say, who are you cheering for? Who, you know, who is it that you want to see go by? And one woman said, it's Warren, I really want to see Warren go by. And I said, who is he? You know, is he your son or relative? And oh, he's my godson. And I really want to see him. And so she couldn't track him on the app. And so some of us would track Warren on the app to show her and then we would let her stand up in the tree platform where we were so that she could get a better view. And we would all yell when we thought Warren might be coming by, go Warren, go Warren. And then somebody else would say, well, my girlfriend's coming by. Her name's Christine. So we all yelled for Christine. And then somebody else would go by. Um, Another person in the crowd would say, his name's Brian. We need to cheer for him. So we would all yell, go Brian. We took turns giving each other kind of the best viewing spot when their person was expected to run by. And we also help cheer for them just to make some more noise. So bringing this back to leadership, your leadership role isn't always about being in the spotlight and working the hardest and running the fastest and trying to go the distance. Instead, it's about your support role and learning what your people care about and who they care about and showing interest in what that is and celebrating what they care about. When the people you lead know you want to support them by amplifying something important to them, you'll work better together. You'll build stronger relationships and trust. We created a mutual support system of people in the crowd who were there to uplift other people that they cared about. We kind of created this bond. (laughs) We shared a common goal. And these were people literally from all over the world who had come to cheer on people that they loved. Creating an environment that fosters mutual care and trust and support among those you lead is critical. As we left our post, so many people said, thank you so much for cheering on our person. They were so grateful and everyone was really generous in being able to share in the celebration of these runners, these amazing runners. So bringing that to a practical application, especially during the holiday season, I think it'd be worthwhile to strike up more conversation around what people are doing for the holidays, who they're excited to be around, uh, asking questions about family and friends, making sure that people are you know, really focused on what matters to them and showing that you are sensitive and that you care about what they care about. So there's a lot of opportunity that you'll have, especially probably in more informal social situations during the holidays where you might be able to to make a little extra effort. It will go a long way. So just one other little uh, scene to share from our experience. After the marathon, we made our way to the subway 
And it was packed with people. We were like sardines in there. And just as the doors were closing to the subway, two young men jumped in. They were six foot three. Clearly, they had just run the marathon. They had the medal around their necks. And I said, congratulations on your run. And I said, are you brothers? Because they look so similar. And they said, yes, we're twins. And I said, how did the race go for you? And they said, well, this was actually our seventh marathon in seven days. So these two men from London called the Wade twins, I think that they're they're probably celebrity status on Instagram or TikTok, you can look, look them up the Wade twins, what I learned about the two of them, apart from how crazy they were to be running seven marathons in seven days, is that they were doing it to raise awareness for mental health and suicide prevention, which is a cause that I care deeply about. So I just thought it was inspiring to see them and to witness the commitment that they had as brothers and to this cause. As I always say, it's not about the places you go, but the inspiring people that you get to meet along the way, especially when you have that expectation that you'll come across them. So check out the Wade Twins from London and be inspired by what they're up to. And that's spelled W-A-D-E. So bringing my analogy or metaphor around the marathon full circle today Think about this year as a marathon that your people have been running. They've been working hard. Many of them are tired and exhausted and they need time off. They need a break. They need some recovery time. So I know that there's a lot of emphasis on planning and making sure people are clear about what's, what's going to happen in the new year. But there's something to be said for simply offering support in whatever way makes sense to you. So I just wanted to emphasize that today. While we're in the season of Thanksgiving, being thankful for the people that you have, giving them what you can to help them continue on their marathon, which will continue on into the new year, I'm sure. I'm just reminding you that your role doesn't always have to be taking the lead and exhausting yourself, you know, to to be trying to be at the head of the pack, but sometimes to be in a support role simply to cheer them on in the best way that you can. So as I wrap up today, I just want to thank you for listening. You know, in many ways, this is like my marathon producing this podcast. I've been going two and a half years and I'm still going. And I love your feedback and ideas. That's actually what fuels me. You are my inspiration to keep going. I know a lot of the challenges that you're facing and I'm determined to continue to produce content that I think can be most helpful. So thanks for sticking with me on the sidelines um, to cheer me on when I need it. I appreciate that. Oh, and by the way, Connor finished at three hours and 33 minutes, just in case you're wondering. (laughs) So I hope you enjoy the rest of the week and the Thanksgiving season. Until next time, have a wonderful week doing the work that matters to you or taking some time off to spend some time with people who matter to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.